Hey everyone, welcome to the Unfiltered Truth Podcast, where our hope is to encourage you to wholeheartedly embrace your unfiltered truth and to discover the value and purpose of your story and the stories of those around you by hearing others share theirs. I'm Skye. And I'm Isabel. And we and a couple of our friends have started this little ministry we like to call Unfiltered Truth where we ask people to share the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between that's brought them to where they are today. So here are some of those stories. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. We hope you guys are having a great day wherever you are. And we're so glad that you're here joining us today for the Unfiltered Truth podcast. Yes, absolutely. And today we have one of my very best and longest friends, Bailey Cudmore, sharing her story with us. Bailey and I grew up dancing together. She is now a professional dancer and performer, and she's so incredible, so beautiful. She runs and owns a bomb small in-house bakery business called Five Lives. Five Loaves Big House. Sorry, I butchered that a little bit, Bailey. <laughs> um, Bailey is truly an old soul obsessed with the later 70s and 80s. Oftentimes, she choreographs to songs from those decades or even bakes to 80s hard rock. And thanks to me, Bailey is a shameless cat lady. Seriously, I've never seen someone who loves her cats so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Um, Bailey, we are so happy to have you here with us today and cannot wait to hear all that the Lord has done in and through your life. So Bailey, if you would, tell us your story. Hello, ladies. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, It's just so um, sweet of you to think of me and uh, reach out to me to share. And I was just happy to do it. You guys are just too sweet and I love you guys um, dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy to be sharing today. Um, so I guess we'll jump right into it. My story. Um, I grew up dancing my whole life. <laughs> my parents saw me, you know, dancing around the house when I was like three and they were like, well, let's put her in dance classes. And so I began dancing when I was three and continued, um, all through elementary school Uh, middle school, high school, the whole shebang. Um, I was so thankful and grateful to grow up in a wonderful um, Christian home, grew up in church my whole life. Um, Jesus was a regular conversation around the dinner table. Um, And I don't take my family for granted at all, because I know, you know, not a lot of people are able to have a home life like that. So I'm truly, truly grateful for that. Um, and the influence my parents and my brother have had continually on my life over all the years, the good, bad, ugly times of my life, they've always been my, um, constant rock. Um, and I'm very, very thankful and grateful for that. Um, so as I got a little older, I was around 14 or so, I decided, um, okay, I really want to like dive deep and um, go into this whole dance career, this professional dance career, and specifically ballet. I had grown up like doing all the dance forms, um, but ballet was always um, the consistent class I took. So some years, you know, I'd take jazz or 
I even yes, I even took hip hop. Um, <laughs> um, and like, you know, I'd take like the other dance forms, and in school, I'd take the other dance forms. But I particularly um, began to like really fall in love with classical ballet. So I was like, okay, I really want to go all into this, and I want to do like all I can to um, pursue this professional career. So I decided I would finish out my ninth grade year um, at the Christian school I was at, and then I would start homeschooling so that I could go all in um, down the ballet path. And for those of you that don't know how like the ballet world kind of works, but basically um, if you really... (laughs) really want to go like hardcore into it. it 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 involves so much time so much training um and a lot of sacrifice so it was almost like it sounds crazy but I was like okay my education now must become secondary to this ballet training so it was almost like ballet became my first schooling and then I started homeschooling and that was almost like my second schooling um So, um, around that time, like towards my end of ninth grade year, um, when I was like, okay, I want to really go into ballet. Um, I started, um, you know, thinking about like, oh, how do I like prove myself basically? Um, you know, the insecurities of a 14, 15 year old um, started popping in and I had gotten comments along the years of like, well, you know, you don't have the best feet and ballet is all about like aesthetic and like lines and stuff. So certain things like your feet matter (laughs) in this world. Um, so, you know, taking these little side comments that were not like even with harm intent from like authoritative figures, but like things like you don't have the best feet or like, well, maybe you should just stick with all the dance forms, not specifically ballet, you know, things that were just almost like little daggers in what I wanted to pursue and go after, um, from like some of my dance teachers or, um, just people that had great influence over me. I started taking these little comments and like being like, well, they're right. And I, I want to prove them wrong. I got to prove them wrong type thing. And well, what can I do to allow them to really take me seriously? Um, and so I began to try to kind of control, not kind of, I began to control, um, certain things in my life that I felt needed to be changed. And, um, one of those was my body. So I, I developed an eating disorder at a early age, um, 14 ish, like the ending of my ninth grade year. Like I said, when I decided I'm going to prove them wrong, I'm going to really show them that I can be a ballet dancer and I'm going to look like a ballet dancer. I'm going to act like a ballet dancer. I'm going to do all the things I think a ballet dancer should do or be or look like. Um, so I went down the hole of the manipulation, the control, 
the anxiety, um, you name it, all in attempts to try to to gain what I thought was the best for my life. Um, so, you know, I'll spare some details just um, to save any triggering things that maybe a listener will have or whatever, but because um, I want to be sensitive to that because it's a very real thing. But basically, I went down this hole of um, absolute just, I lost myself, basically. And um, I lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time. And that's when my parents kind of um, took notice. And I know my friends took notice. And um, by this time, I was beginning to go all into my ballet training. So um, I had finished my ninth grade year. I was homeschooling now, so I was training uh, in the morning. I'd go home, do school, and then go back and train at night. Um, so a lot of dancing and a lot of, I was just, I was almost like a different human being. And I know um, Izzy can attest to that because she saw me through a lot of the transitional things. And, um, because we were at the same dance school. And so, you know, my parents took notice and it wasn't really until my brother said something that really kind of, you know, triggered something in me to be like, okay, I need help. Um, because this is destroying me and it's destroying the people around me. Um, so I, decided to start um, some counseling and some help and at this point people were like telling my parents like to put me in a facility somewhere or, like just telling trying to give their opinion on what they thought should be done with me and my mom did look into some facilities and stuff to send me to to get help for recovery but she uh, she just couldn't bear the thought of some of the things that the girls had to go through at these facilities um, and just being sent away, away from your family. And um, so my, my parents decided, no, the Lord's the one that is going to have to pull her out of this and we're going to do all we can to support her in it. And, you know, I, I did counseling and um, courses and, and stuff. And, but it, it, the, the main thing was it, it had to be my decision to get better, you know, mm -hmm. and still at this point, I wasn't all into getting better. I still had my, my mind wrapped around this ideal that I had created for myself. Um, and what I thought it looked like and how I had to achieve it. Um, so, but slowly, but surely I started making some strides, but around the same time I, was beginning to decide like, okay, I wanted to go away and um, dance. Another step to, you know, becoming a professional ballet dancer usually is you go to a um, professional training school that's attached to a ballet company that you're interested in. So at the time I was really interested in the Pennsylvania Ballet. So to get one step closer to the company, I really wanted to go to their school 
um, the Pennsylvania Ballet School's um, year-round program and first um, go to their summer program, then audition for their year-round program, then in hopes to train, 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 maybe a couple years, and then get into their company. That's like the ideal goal. So I had auditioned for their um, summer program and um, I got in. So I had my sight sets for going there for the summer with hopes to get into their school, with hopes to maybe get into the company someday. And around that same time, I started developing this really bad injury in my foot. Um, now, of course, because of my my problems, my issues, my my eating disorder, my um, undernourishing, overtraining, um, my body began to kind of turn on me. Um, and at the time, I was experiencing some internal health problems as well. Um, so my body was just kind of deteriorating on the inside and the outside. Um, and so my foot started really bothering me. But of course, because of my mentality, I wouldn't stop training or whatever. So I kept training with this horrible foot injury which eventually resulted in a tear in my tendon, which eventually resulted in me not being able to go to the summer program. Um, so that summer I wasn't even able to dance. And that was a new level of my spiritual transformation as well. Um, I began to realize, okay, I cannot change my mindset or anything about my life mm -hmm. if I don't decide um, that's it if I don't decide to do it. So I was like, Lord, you are literally the only one that can help me through this time. And I had always been a Christian. Um, you know, I was saved at a young age, but I didn't truly understand the depth of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know, and 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 just all of who he was. I was missing all of who he was, and he wanted me to know all of who he was. Um so I went all in with the Lord and I was like, you know what? I need to, to discipline my mind first in the word and, you know, saturate my mind with truth before anything can happen. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick. Just like I got into this mess over a, a slow amount of time, I'm going to get out of it and it's going to, it's going to take a process and it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I began to go all in then, um, and I began to slowly but surely change mind first, my mind, and um, my physical state was coming along, but still not where it needed to be. That summer passes, and I end up being able to still audition for their year-round program, the Pennsylvania Ballet School's year-round program. I ended up getting in, and within the month, I had moved to Pennsylvania on my own, um, I was a senior and I was going into my senior year of high school, um, still doing online school. So this was a whole new element. I had still had some repercussions from my injury. Um, we thought it was better, but we were just kind of hoping for the best and that it would just continue to get better as time went on. Um, so my parents, they're so brave. They allowed me to go to Pennsylvania and live there on my own by their support, um, which was 
a new growing experience and definitely uh, the most difficult time in my life probably because I made these mental strides and um, physical strides and then I moved and I was on my own and I began to kind of fall back into my old habits and old ways. Mm. Um, I was extremely homesick. Um, my injury actually was not getting better. Um, it was getting worse. And because the the injury had never fully healed as it was. So I began, you know, all in training at this professional ballet school. This is my dream, you know, so I, I couldn't not dance. So I began um, just going full-fledged into training again, um, living on my own, away from my family. Um, I just... I began not taking care of myself once again. My grandfather died that same year. Um, a lot of things, you know, I had never flown by myself. And the first time I had flown by myself was going to my grandfather's funeral. Like, you know, it was just a lot in one year. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Um, I began to kind of unravel around the edges. Um, I ended up needing to really go get some some help on my foot. So I went to a specialist in New York City and it, I ended up needing surgery because um, the problem was a lot worse than we thought. And basically the injury didn't heal properly as it was because I was not taking good care of my body. So my body didn't have what it needed to heal. I needed surgery, which is like the worst thing you can tell any athlete or any dancer mm. or anyone really. Um yeah. But and why the doctor was in there for my surgery, he ended up finding another tear. So it was just it was just a big modge podge of like not good things happening one after the other. Now the whole time I was still truly seeking the Lord and relying on the Lord, and I was like, God, why am I not changing? What is happening? So I I I still my relationship with the Lord was spiritually advancing. It was just I couldn't get out of this this wilderness mentality, this, mm. this bondage mentality of just going in these circles, um, mm. resulting in, you know, my health deteriorating. So I ended up getting the surgery. Um, my mom flew up for the surgery and then she stayed with me for a little bit. And then I flew home back to Florida to recover for like a month and a half. Um, while I was there, I finished high school online and then I began to like really during that time more mental transformation, um, spiritual transformation as I had that time off of dance to really kind of hash out some things with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, fast forwarding a little bit, I was able to kind of, you know, do some recovery work back at the Pennsylvania Ballet School for the summer, that summer. Um, and it, it turned out um, that my school director for Pennsylvania Ballet School was moving to Miami to take over the Miami City Ballet School. Um, and I was like, perfect, I can go home because I was so homesick. I was like, I was really, I was like, I'm meant to be in Florida. Um, I ended up moving back to Miami and I was like, okay, this is it, Lord. This is like, this is the beginning. I know this is, this is the destiny for me. Like, I'm going to get in this ballet company. And I had all these things for myself, right? Um, 
we always do, right? We always have these <laughs> these plans. We're like, okay, God, here's the plan. You make it happen. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I show you the plan and I make it happen. I do both of those things. Yeah. Um, so I started training at Miami City Ballet School. Um, at this point, I think I was 19 by now. Um, and uh, I still was in my bondage mentality. I had, you know, I was still struggling with my eating disorder and um, my control and my anxiety. And I was still suffering with some, um, internal health issues that I was at the time, since I was home now, we decided to try to get sorted out, um, since I was home. So I would, I lived in Miami, um, not with my family cause my family lived more North, but I would go home on the weekends and then I would get like, you know, tests done and blood tests and well, I'd go to the doctor, blah, blah. And then I'd go back, um, to dance on like Sunday night so that I could go, um, start the new week on Monday. So it was, that was a lot of things at once as well. So I, I started my dancing again, um, with, you know, after my foot surgery, And then I was also trying to get these internal health problems situated. Um, And sure enough, since I wasn't taking good care of myself mentally or physically, my injury started kind of coming back. Um, And the other foot started having some symptoms of the same thing. And at the time, I was taking like medicines too. So I was having these panic attacks in the middle of class. I would literally run out of class and call my mom and be like, come pick me up, come pick me up. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. Go home on the weekends and not want to go back. Um, Mm -hmm. So I slowly started like loathing dance, but it wasn't dance itself. It was, you know, the, what, everything that I had caused upon myself by the eating disorder, by the, my anxiety, everything that kind of was a result of the eating disorder. Um, and so I, I didn't want to blame myself. So I was blaming it on dance. Um, so I was like, I hate this. I can't do this anymore. So finally, um, it was after hurricane Irma. Um, I went home to kind of be with my family, um, through that hurricane or whatever. And, I had decided during that time, okay, I need to withdraw from the Miami City Ballet School program. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I can't do this anymore, and I can't keep doing this to myself. Um, I had realized, like, I'm not healthy at all in any way, shape, or form, and I can't mm-hmm. keep pretending like I am, and I can't keep pretending like I'm making strides that I just keep going backwards <laughs> with, you know. Yeah. Um, So my beautiful school director of Miami City Ballet, she completely understood. I kind of was real with her and explained my situation. And um, my, you know, my health was most important. So I was able to withdraw from Miami City Ballet School um, and truly get better. And I, you know, quote unquote, quit dance. Um, I quit ballet. I was really angry for a long time. Hmm. Um, and I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't understand because I thought this is what I was created to do. Um, so why was it taken away from me and what is my life supposed to look like right now? Um, and you know, I can just picture the kindness of the Lord and 
I just picture myself like sitting on his lap and him just holding me like, it's okay. Um, you're, this is all part of the plan and you're going to get better, um, mentally, spiritually, physically, all of it, you know? Um, so I ended up that year, you know, I didn't dance for a whole year, which was like something I had, I had done since I was three years old. So that was like, what is going on? I was now like 20 at this point, I think. So that was a whole new thing to get used to, you know, the whole quote unquote, like, who am I really without dance? You know, um, (laughs) time to actually like really figure that out. I got a, a normal job. I worked at Whole Foods Market for a while. Um, which was one of the best years of my life. I made some of the greatest friends. It was just really refreshing to have some friends outside of like the dance world um, that actually like really encouraged you and like were for you and supported you. Um, not that, you know, the dance community is not like that, but, you know, it's not. <laughs> but um, so that was a great year. And I think that was the year I made the biggest um, changes in my mental and physical well-being. Um, I began to actually like live, you know, live freely. And, um, uh, so then I realized within that year, I was like, oh my gosh, I was the best I had ever been mentally and physically. I was, I was strong. I was, um, just in, even in more so in love with the Lord and just what he was continually delivering me from on a daily basis. Um, as I chose to live in his freedom and in his acceptance and his love. And the more I truly started to, to, uh, believe my true identity in him, the more I realized my life does include dance and, Um, it just wasn't in the right place before in my mind Mm. and it had to be the Lord's way of doing things. Mm. Um, so I was like, I need to go back. I need to go back to dance. So, um, I ended up just going to the, to a foot doctor. Oh, I moved home by the way, when I withdrew from Miami city ballet, I moved back home to do all this recovery time. Um, so I went to a foot doctor. I got the clearance to like your foot's fine. You just need some strength. Um, uh, you need to get strong. So I started strength training in order to go back to dance. I made a full recovery and was able to, um, go back to ballet and dance full time. Um, praise the Lord. And I began teaching at some studios and I also was able to, um, stop working at Whole Foods to go full-fledged into teaching and performing um, or, you know, training in order to, like, you know, really obtain the goal as a professional dancer once again. And um, as I continued to get stronger and, um, you know, the Lord was doing his thing in my life, he still is doing his thing in my life by his grace and his patience and his mercy and his kindness. Um I began to go more into the route of musical theater and um, that kind of dancing because I was like, I know I love ballet and it's like, it's my first love dance wise, but I also um, like, don't really know if I want to go into that, like 
a professional ballet company. So what does this look like, Lord? What do you want? What do you want to use my dance for? And so I have a good friend that's really involved in musical theater um, in South Florida. And so she helped me get my feet wet. And one thing led to another. And um, I have been able to start dancing professionally for theater companies. And um, it just, I am, the Lord just continues to blow my mind in ways more than I can ask, think, or imagine mm-hmm. um, with my gifts and talents. And um, I, I'm, I can stand in my gifts and talents confidently, like not in a, uh, not in a prideful way, but in a full, like 100% confidence in the, the gifts that the Lord has given me alone, you know, like, I know it's not me. It's, it's what, it's just what the Lord has created me to do. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it just keeps getting better. And the Lord just keeps saying, you know, it's just the beginning, Bailey, it's just the beginning. And, um, you know, I, I, I am still, on a daily basis, choosing, um, the freedom mindset as, you know, it's a continual battle of the believer. I feel like, you know, it's, it's always, okay, are we going to live according to the flesh or according to the spirit today? You know, and some days are better than others, to be honest. But, um, as of where I am right now in my life, I'm dancing professionally. I, I, um, opened up my bakery business as well during that time where I wasn't dancing. And I, now I have that as another thing, another creative outlet that I love doing. Um, and so I, I'm just able to do all, you know, that the Lord has created me to do. And I'm just continuing to, um, choose him daily and practicing his presence daily and communion with him daily you know it 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 has to begin with with you deciding to do that um and so I am at a place in my life where I have never been happier and I have never been more fulfilled and I know it's it's just the beginning and as I continue to discover more facets of the Lord's character, it just keeps getting better. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Lord, it just keeps getting better. Um, (laughs) how, how? And he's like, Oh, it's, it's possible. And it will just keep getting better. So, um, I, I am truly thankful for all I've been through. Um, and the growing up I had to do, um, while away and my eating disorder and just, it caused me to grow that much more intimate with the Lord. And, um, we have a phrase in my family where, um, we say, um, I wouldn't change it for how it's changed me. Um, so would I go, would I go through it again? Uh, no, but am I grateful for what it did in my life completely yes because I'm a completely different human being because of it mm-hmm. um and I know the Lord in such a deeper way than I ever would have um if I didn't go through what I've gone through mm-hmm. um so I'm just praising the Lord for where I'm at right now and I am just full of excitement looking forward to um the present and the future. So we look, we look back to remember the Lord's goodness and press forward. So. Yeah, Bailey, thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, I think one question that I would ask is, um, 
if you could say like one thing to Bailey, who was 15, 16, and just like spiraling downward and just mm-hmm. trying to control everything, what would you say to her? Oof. Um, wow. Um, I would say look up, child. <laughs> the Lord's got you, and it, it's going to be a process of what you're going to go through, but in the end, you're going to come out as gold, mm-hmm. and you are going to know the Lord in such a way that you never could have thought imaginable. Um, he will be your greatest friend, your greatest father figure, and your greatest lover. Mm. Um, and live in his love and live in his acceptance um, because that is the only thing that never changes in this life. And he is always good and he always keeps his promises. So look up and look ahead. Um, it's going to be okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, my question is kind of going off the same thing and something about your story, Bailey, that really stuck out to me is just um, the Lord put ballet and dance in your heart from a very young age. And I think mm. so often like in the church and in ministry, people think, well, I can't really do anything that's outside of the church. I can't really do anything that's outside of ministry. So people have these desires and they have these, you know, like yours was dance. Some people mm-hmm. can be baseball or it might be music or it might be yeah. acting, but they think, well, that's not necessarily ministry. So maybe the Lord doesn't want me in it. But I think it's so cool listening to your story and just seeing how the Lord put ballet and dance in your heart for a reason like from Mm -hmm. being so young and although like you went up and down and up and down something that you said is like you thought you knew what was the best for your life but Mm -hmm. like the lord knew it was the best for their life so i um what would you encourage someone with that like they know they have a passion for one thing specifically like they want that to work but then they're also wanting to follow the call of god like how do you make those two things work together That is a great question. And I think um, if you have a desire in your heart, um, like, for example, mine was dance and the Lord had put that in my heart from a young age. Um, Anything over God can become an idol. But if you have a passion and a desire in your heart that is really, really strong in your life, you take it straight up to the Lord and you say, God, what is your original intent for this desire and this passion? And you make it how you want it to look. Um, Just because it's not quote unquote in the church or in the ministry does not mean um, it was not, you know, put in you from the time you were born. You know, Um, if we were all meant to do things inside the four walls of the church, would anybody be doing anything like great for the world? You know, if you think about it, but I don't know if that makes sense, but I just want you to like, I don't know if I formulated my words, no, well, that was but, perfect. That was perfect. but go after it. I say, go after it. If you have a desire and a passion in your heart, whatever it it is, if you are seeking the Lord in it all, mm. you do not have to be afraid to turn the wrong way. 
You don't have to be afraid to miss anything. You don't have to be afraid to, oh, is it going to become an idol in my life? If you're continually seeking the Lord and his will and his ways, it can't, you know, it can't become an idol in your life if you are with the Lord through it all in it. So I say, if you have a passion desire, you ask the Lord straight up what he always intended that passion and desire to be put um, to use for. And he's, he will show you. Ask, seek, knock, and he'll answer it all, open the doors, um, and show you exactly what it's supposed to look like and how. Hmm. But seeking him is the, the main thing, you know, yeah, in it. Yeah. I love that. Like just, you know, pursuing the passions he's given you, but then also like always being open and always just with open hands, giving your life yes. to the Lord and just being like, mm-hmm. you take and you give and I'm ready for either of those. Mm-hmm. Do what you will with my life, your will, not my will. Um, Well, thank you so much, Bailey, for just joining us on here and sharing your story. And um, just so beautiful to see how the Lord has just brought you um to high points, low points high points again um all to make you and bring you to the person you are today um I just think that's beautiful yes Bailey thank you so much and to everyone listening um we just want to remind you that your story matters and we hope that you just stay tuned for more stories and that you stay open to whatever the Lord has for you in yours talk to you guys next time bye bye